Hi, I'm Tom D'Antoni. This is our 100th OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. We started with Mary Sue Tobin on December 4, 2014, and with the obvious exception of a few weeks, we've been right here at World Cup Coffee and Tea in Northwest 18th and Gleason for each one. We'll have Mary Sue back soon, but I've asked filmmaker Beth Harrington to return because she was a great guest early on, and also because she's working on a major new project called The Musicianer, involving a guy named Petunia. Her last film, The Winding Stream on the Carter Family, was a major success and resides currently on Netflix after Beth toured the country with it after its premiere three years ago. Now, I don't know what a musicianer is either, so we'll find out straight away and perhaps a glimpse at who this Petunia fellow is and what he's about. It's always a pleasure to talk to Beth, so let's do it. Number 100, Coffee oh Shop God. Conversation 100. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And one of the few that I've asked to return. Oh, well, thank you. It's an honor to be back. <laughs> and the, one of the reasons, is, other than I always like to talk to you, is um, you have a new project. I do. And it's very intriguing. I hope so. I hope that's what people think. Yeah. First of all, what's it called? It's called The Musicianer. Why is it called that? Um, a musicianer is an old-time phrase uh, for what we like to call musicians. Um, <laughs> there were songsters and there were musicianers, like back in the 1920s. Ah. And it goes back to, the term goes back to Scotland. It's a way, way old term. Mm-hmm. Um, but people like in the Carter family part of the world used to talk about themselves as musicianers really? if they played. Yeah. Wow. And A.P. Carter called himself a musicianer. Huh. Yeah. And he didn't call himself a musician? Nope. Huh. Musicianer. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why is it called that? Uh, it's called that because we're, um, the project involves a person who, um, well, we see him in the present moment, but we also see him back in the 1920s. Okay, so this is fiction. It's fiction. Whoa. We're doing fiction. Whoa. We're doing fiction. Jeez. We're not so doing can, documentaries. So you, can contro- <laughs> you can control everything. Woo-hoo, control. <laughs> you know, it's a little known fact that filmmakers want to control everything. You don't and have documentaries to. are the hardest things to control. And you don't have to, like, kiss people's ass to make them do things. I just write the words and then say, say this. Amazing. Isn't that great? Well, you know what? When, when I when I when I wrote for the supermarket tabloid, I had a taste of that. Oh you know? yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I was using the I was using the form. Right. And of course now I feel fake news. I know. You're, you were riding the, you feel, were riding the wave way back then. I feel really guilty. <laughs> I feel so guilty about having I, done that. I don't think there was any mistaking that what you were writing was fake news back oh, then. Oh no, people believed it. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Kidding me? They believe wrestling. They yeah, believe yeah. Trump. Well, there you go. You know? <laughs> yep. If you believe Trump, you believe anything. That's true. Yeah. There, there's certainly a constituency that will believe anything. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, but back to the matter at hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you've been, how long have you been working on this? Um, I've been working on it for a few years, thinking thinking about it and and wrapping my head around it and trying to get it set up for a few years, but in earnest, probably in the, in the last year. Um, I wrote the script about a year ago um, and I've been thinking about 
the trajectory, because what it is is not just a film, it's, uh, it's ideally a limited digital series, so there'll be multiple parts. Mm-hmm. So um, what we're trying to do now is do the pilot episode. Yeah. And, um, and I should say that the reason, I mean, this came to be because of a lot of different reasons, but one of the overriding reasons was that um, I think about th- four years ago now, I met, is that right? Yeah, four years ago, I met um, a musician by the, who goes by the name of Petunia. And you know his real name, don't you? I do. Ooh. I know. But I'm sworn to secrecy, <laughs> I think. Of course. <laughs> you didn't hear me ask you to tell me, did you? <laughs> I know, you did not ask. I'm, I'm, that's good. Um, and Petunia is an amazing musical force. First of all, it's a guy. It's a guy. It's a guy. Um, he's from, uh, Van- well, he's from Quebec, but he lives in Vancouver, British uh-huh. Columbia. Yeah. And uh, he's a tremendous Americana artist. He just nails certain styles, but also brings something really original to what he's doing, which I love. And he's a crazy good yodeler, and he's crazy good doing rockabilly. And I just, and he's also somebody, when you see him on stage, and even kind of in life, he kind of exudes this old-timey, otherworldly thing that goes beyond just, like, wearing the clothing. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. He just has that feel to him. So um, I got friendly with him through uh, my assistant editor on the last project. They were friends. Um, Emily and Petunia were good pals. So she introduced me, and we ended up talking about, almost immediately, about collaborating on something. Huh. And, um, and I had to figure out what that was. And I knew I really didn't want to do a documentary, and he had said how much he loved Jimmy Rogers, and he, he said, if you ever need someone to beat Jimmy Rogers, I'm your guy. Ah. And I was like, yeah, you are. You would be great at that. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, there are rights involved in Jimmy Rogers, and there's music that you'd yeah. have to license, and I have all the same problems I've ever had as a documentary right. filmmaker. <laughs> so I thought, no, I don't want to do that. No. But I thought, what if I, we did something original, because he's such a great songwriter. That he can write. Yeah, he writes great stuff. He's got material already that's perfect, but yeah. he also... You know, I assigned him to write the theme song for the for the first episode, uh-huh. and right out of the box, he does it, and it's great, and it's in that style of someone like a Jimmy Rogers, but uh-huh. it's unique to him. So it's really been fun. I, it, it gives me a collaborator, mm-hmm. but not in the sense of trying to collaborate on a documentary, which can sometimes be fraught with peril, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Any collaboration can be fraught with peril. That's true. Any collaboration can be. But. That's true. But this one isn't. This one is not. Oh, that's good. So far, so good. We, yeah. we, are, we have a very good working relationship. It's really uh-huh. nice. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Well, so it starts back, way back in the 20s? Um, we flash back to the 20s in the first episode, but uh-huh. it actually starts in the present moment. Uh-huh. And uh, the other piece of this that is, you know, obviously what I'm drawing on here mm-hmm. is a bunch of work I've done in the last more than a decade yeah. on the, my film, The Winding Stream. Yeah. And so I knew, I learned all about the Carter family. I learned all about old-time music. I learned about recording techniques in the 1920s. I watched old movies. I, did, yeah. I immersed myself in that world yeah. for 10 years. Yes. And then I was like, well, let's not just throw that away. <laughs> like, that's good information, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I also, though, at the same time, immersed myself in a world that I had a, an acquaintance with because I went to college and went to grad school and so academia the world of academia mm-hmm. and it's particularly my, you know my world was American studies I was studying about pop culture in this country and 
I got mixed up over the last few years with a whole bunch of folks who are like me, mm-hmm. except they've gone on to get PhDs, <laughs> who are musicologists yeah. and American studies people and African American studies people. And this is their, the world they live in is you know, the music and culture of our country. And I've been to a bunch of conferences and had a blast at all of them. These are really fun people who do musicology generally. Uh-huh. In, as, you know, they, yeah. they, they see life and they go around and record yeah. things and meet people and love music. Uh-huh. What can be bad? Right. So I met a whole bunch of folks doing that. And over time, I started to think of them as very heroic, you know, keepers of the flame, mm-hmm. right? That they save culture for us. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what if this person who's sort of unstuck in time, as Kurt Vonnegut might say. Um, What if he meets up with a a woman who's a musicologist in a town not unlike Portland, Uh who kind of helps him figure out what the hell happened to him? Because he's not entirely clear what happened to him. So um, it's it's a little bit of a... It's more than a little bit. It's a very much a supernatural fantasy kind of thing, but it's fun and it's quirky and it's got cool characters trying to solve little mysteries. Well, that, that's, I was looking at some of his music videos, and, and that, that's how he strikes you. Yes, absolutely. Even right. without writing anything about I it. I know, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the cool thing is, other people come to that right away. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the first, I won't be the last. People, yeah. like critics write about him that mm-hmm. way. There is some kind of funny, otherworldly quality that he has. Yeah. Um, and yet he's an incredibly grounded, nice person. <laughs> but he, he does exude that. And I yeah. thought that's something to capitalize on. And then he's called Petunia. And then he's called Petunia. <laughs> Why is he called Petunia? You know, you know, the, you know the... a, a lady friend gave it to him a long oh. time ago. Gave him the name. Well, I mean, a lady can call me Dolores, but I'm, that's not going to mean I call myself Dolores. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's a man of mystery. He is a man of and mystery. And we're cultivating that, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a man who lives a life of danger. Right, as Petunia. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he stays a stranger. That's right. That's right. Maybe he is a secret agent man. He could be. He could be. He's he's from another he's from another country. Oh right? well, there you go. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. what the heck? You know. So yeah. So the, the is is the whole arc done? Is the whole thing done? It's um, written, it's mean? fleshed out. I, I mean, mean the, yeah. the, ep- the first episode is the most fleshed out. The yeah. others suggest where we could go with it. Ah. But, you know, my feeling about all of this is, um, after again, after doing a project that took way too long, right. um, yeah. my feeling about this is, let's make the pilot and see if there's an appetite. Minimally, it'll be an awesome short film. It can stand alone as a short film. Yeah. But yeah. ideally... Um, we'd be able to take this other places, expand on it. And in, also my hope is to involve other musicians as well uh-huh. so that um, some of the people we met making The Winding Stream, uh-huh. um, people like Dom Flemons from the Carolina Chocolate Drops, uh-huh. is already interested in being part of it. Yeah. I've talked to other people like that who are interested in being part of it so that we can move in and out of these time frames and stories. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, so it gives us a lot of latitude creatively and musically so that we're not just in yodeling 1920s we're in right. you know rockabilly 1950s and yeah. we're in yeah. western swing and we're uh-huh. you know so we'll move around in time so uh-huh. i'm very excited about it and like i say if my goal is to do this first episode this year and then if there's interest there has been interest 
my feeling is I want to lock down my own creative vision first before we start yeah. getting in bed with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm going with it. Boy. But it's super fun. Yeah. And we're like buying, making costumes. We got Petunia straw boater the other day. Right. You know? Oh, yeah, it's great. Because <laughs> the other thing we're doing in it is um, it's, it's going to have a sort of um, this uh, moment where, where we see him for the first time in the 20s, mm-hmm. and it's in the context of an old film, not unlike uh, the film that Jimmy Rogers made in, 1920, in the late 1920s called uh-huh. The Singing Brakeman, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's a sh- that was a short film. It had three songs in it. And I don't know if you remember it, but it's super hokey. Uh-huh. He comes out, yeah. and he's in his singing break man outfit, and he yeah. sits down, and there are these two ladies on a porch saying, oh, it's Jimmy. Won't you sing us a tune? <laughs> and he, sure enough, I will. And, and um, so we're going to recreate an, that kind of film wow. within this film. So we black have and white? Black and white. Yeah. Super deteriorated looking. Yeah, yeah sound with a boom overhead, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, two shots, you know, yeah. a wide shot and a close-up, right. you know, that's right. it. Right. Um, so we're going to, that's the first thing we're going to shoot is that, uh-huh. and, um, and we're going to use that to help promote the film. Mm-hmm. But it'll be, my hope is to really nail the look entirely so yeah. that we get it yeah. looking like a th- something you'd see from, in the, our case, we're pretending it's 1929. Huh. So. Huh. so it's really fun. And he wrote this original song for it. Um, in which he yodels. I was just going to ask you. Quite beautifully. Does, huh? <laughs> How do people do that? Oh, well, you know, it's funny you ask. Um, so <laughs> la- the other reason, I, Petunia and I have also spent some time touring together because he's uh-huh. actually opened shows for the Winding Stream singing Carter songs wow. for us. So I've had the pleasure of being on the road with him for a while, and then last year we wound up um, at this big thing up at Port Townsend called... Um, VoiceWorks, hmm. which is this fantastic, you know, five-day thing where people come and learn all about different mm-hmm. vocal styles and mm-hmm. roots music. And he was there not only to open my film, which was playing that week at this event, but he was also going to be teaching a yodeling class. Wow. So my husband Andy and I went to the yodeling class, ah. and it was fabulous. He actually ah. did it for, it was a three-day class, and he... You know, you, you, true, truly, you've got it or you don't. But you actually can kind of work it to figure out how you could begin to yodel. And he shows you where the break in your voice is. Uh-huh. And then you kind of oscillate around that break trying to, you know, smooth it out. You're not doing intervals. You're just going, uh-huh. uh, you know, yeah, well, you've yeah. heard yodeling. Yeah. So anyway, he's one of our, we're doing this fundraising campaign. And one of our rewards is Petunia giving yodeling lessons. Wow. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> Not a lot of yodelers around anymore. No, you know. no. And, this and Leon, Leon Redbone stopped, stopped, stopped touring. I know. He was a great yodeler. He was a great yodeler. And he whistled. He really whistled. He was a great whistler. He was a great Absolutely. Absolutely. I had him. I, I did an hour on the radio with him one time. Did you? And he said, one, he said to me something that, that just inspired me. He said... A man's not dressed unless he's got a nice hat. There you go. <laughs> and I never see you without a nice That's hat. Right. That's he's right. He's right. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely right. Yeah. I had just gotten one in, uh, on Magazine Street uh, in New Orleans. Uh-huh. And I said, yes, Leon, I know. I just, I just got one. I rescued it. I took it home and gave it a bath. And <laughs> it's never left me ever since then. <laughs> <laughs> you must have liked that. 
we had a great time. First yeah. of all, first of all, I go, I go at the beginning of the, the, the interview. I go, and with us now is is from uh, from his home in, in Stadtside, Philadelphia. Is no, 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 no. I'm in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, bit? yes, from Paris. From Paris, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, the left bank of That's Paris. Funny guy. <laughs> cool. I love him. We have a lot of his albums. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He has a great Christmas, some great yes. Christmas album. Great yeah. album. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Um, I forgot. That's uh, awesome. It was a Hawaiian. It was a Hawaiian, Christmas Hawaiian. Yes, on, yeah. On yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so you're have you uh, you haven't you ha- you haven't you haven't started shooting? No, no. Are That's you what we're close to shooting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really what? close. That's why this this campaign really has to work out. Um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna start shooting in June. We're gonna do two two days of shooting in June. And then because we're making this kind of film within a film that's mm-hmm. going to be shown yeah. at a later date, then yeah. we're going to wait till the fall to shoot the rest of it. Yeah. So you got a Kickstarter going. Got a Kickstarter going. And you got a gig coming up. Yeah. And yeah, all that information be will be on this page in yes. front of you. Yes. And uh, that's good. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I feel a little... Uh, nervous in a good way yeah you know like when you do something for a long time yeah you lose the kind of cool nerves of like what will happen you know when you you i've been making documentaries for a really long time and the what will happen factor kind of goes away a little bit what's it replaced by yeah well now it's like sheer terror (laughs) 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 no no it's good it's good um yeah, no, this is very exciting, and I, I'm, I'm, it's fun to work with a big crew, you know, documentaries, you just work with a couple people, and I've got my little army build, building up, and everybody's been really cool and on board, and we did a little, uh, you know, promotional shooting a week ago for the first time, and that was really a blast. And What are you shooting it on? Uh, we're shooting it with an Alexa, um, so digital, but mm-hmm. really nice, mm-hmm. uh, Araflex yeah. Alexa, it's yeah, really yeah. beautiful. Great. So it looks good. That must be that must be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah again, like so, sort of new stuff, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my last film, I used whatever was available when it was available. <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, that's one of those things that documentaries will let you do. But right. th- this we gotta kids, make it look yeah. really, really good. Right. I mean, if if uh, Netflix comes knocking. Yeah, we want yeah. something nice to show the, yeah. the nice people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm kind of hoping we might be able to parlay something like that because why you know, not? Well, that's where Winding Stream wound up. Yeah. So yeah, mm, who knows? We'll see. That's a I, when I heard I was like, man, she got it on Netflix. She got Winding Stream on Netflix. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. It's it's um you know it's the the crapshoot of the digital world. You know you right. you don't know where. You know who's gonna bite and where it's gonna right. wind up. I will say this: the good thing about taking so long to uh-huh. make Winding Stream yeah. was that when the folks I, were, I was working with, who represented me, went to Netflix to talk to them, they not only, you know, worked out a deal for streaming, but they yeah. worked out a deal for DVDs, which I had thought were kind of over. And they said, "Oh no, no, we want DVDs of this." And DVDs are not over. Apparently not. And not as they're not as robust as they used to be, yeah. but they're not dead as far as Netflix is concerned. Well, no format seems to be dead. No. Except eight tracks. <laughs> and we're going to bring those back. <laughs> Just bring back eight tracks. <laughs> what was uh, Lear? Lear, the guy who did the Learjet. 
He, oh. he, he invented uh -huh. eight, uh, eight tracks. Is that right? Yeah, same guy. Not Norman Lear, but some other. No, Lear. the other Lear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> King, I think his first name was. King. <laughs> but it would really be great if it was Norman Lear. Who invented the Lear Jet and, oh, and the A-Track. And the A-Track yeah. and wrote the most amazing <laughs> comedy. That would be great. And look good in a hat. Yes. He was, he was on... Um, uh, Samantha Bee did the, the not the uh, correspondence dinner, right. and he she, he was he, there. He, well, she did this little montage of people talking about Trump, oh. and he was a part of it. He oh, was, well, he started People for the American Way. Oh yeah. remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way back when? Uh, yeah, <laughs> way back when. in the good old days. In the good old days, <laughs> when all we had was all we had to worry about was Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Anyway, um, so um, uh, and Petunia's going to be at, at the gig. Petunia and the and his band, the Vipers, Vipers. are playing this gig, Vipers. and it's going to be kick-ass. They're I, I, as much as I admire Petunia, his band is right there with them. They're yeah. really great. Um, I don't remember um, Ray Kondo. From, did you ever see him from? No. BC, he's a really great rockabilly guy. He's passed away, but um, one his his steel player, his pedal steel player, is in Petunia's band. Uh huh. Guy guy named Jimmy is awesome. I saw him in the video. Yeah, saw, he's yeah. tremendous. Yeah, and the rest yeah. of the band is fantastic too. It's really yeah. a, a cool yeah. band. Great yeah. bunch of guys, and yeah, yeah. they're going to play a set. We're going to talk about the film. There's going to be food. There's going to be adult beverages. <laughs> there will be prizes. It's really going to be fun. Prizes. <laughs> No, no event is complete without prizes. Legos? <laughs> Legos. That could be arranged. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and, 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 and you'll be presiding overall. I will be presiding. I will be there yakking and, you know, filling people in on all this. Because yeah. it is a little hard for people to wrap their heads around. It's like, wait a minute. What are you doing? Well, yeah, right. Because... Yeah. First of all, we don't exactly know what a musicianer is. <laughs> right, right, you know? for starts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's almost, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, that's why I asked you that. Was, yeah. That was my first question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an old term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet it's a new Well, no, that's a, that, but the thing is, if that's true, then you know what question, to, to, you, you know what to deal with first. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you might be wondering <laughs> what a musicianer is. What a musicianer is. is. <laughs> Well, I'm here to tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I know. I just. I, just, I, I was going to ask you this, and, and I asked you this before we started. I hate to do that, but. but oh, that's all right. But I. But I, I did want to bring it up again. Sure. I just watched the do the documentary on Danny Fields. Yeah. The people that no one knew existed. Mm-hmm except people in the music business, mm -hmm. and who was responsible for a lot of shit, Lots. according to him. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a certain amount of, I think, yeah. I, yeah. all of these guys like to right. inflate yes. things a bit. But yes. yeah, he did a lot. He, and, um, and, and he was, he was, he was he, what, did he manage the Modern Lovers? Or what, what um, you know, I don't think that was his official title, okay. but he, he worked with them, trying to work with them on but their first album. when you were album. singing with the Modern Lovers, he was not involved. No, that was way after the fact. Aren't I'm you? very, I'm very young. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you wish you had met him, though? What's that? Don't you wish you had met him? Danny Fields? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I had heard a lot about him because I knew other people who yeah. had encountered him over the years, too. But, yeah, he, he, was, um, he was very instrumental in them getting known. Yeah. And, you know, I think he 
connected them with Jonathan knew the Warhol crowd a little bit I think on yeah. his own but I think he connected them with all yeah. those you know the, that celebrity culture of that time in New York yeah so. that segment came when I went I wonder if Beth is in the shot. <laughs> yeah, when they, the first strains of Roadrunner came on, I was really excited. Um, it's been good. I've been see, I've been seeing a lot more of Jonathan lately. Um, really? Yeah, we've kind of reconnected. He, I don't know if I told you this, but when we finished Winding Stream, uh-huh. uh, when we were touring with it, we toured uh, in a town called Chico, California. Oh yeah. And um, I didn't think much of it when my distributor arranged it. But I did say to him, you know, that's where Jonathan Richmond lives. <laughs> and uh, the next thing I know, he's calling me and saying, so the owner of the theater says he can get Jonathan to come and sing Carter songs at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that, that would be interesting. And then the next thing I know is that the owner of the theater turns out to be Jonathan's brother-in-law. <laughs> so... We had the best time. We sp- I spent a couple days there, and we kind of reminisced, and wow. I did a radio show with him, uh-huh. and then we did the, the show at the theater, and it, the craziest version of Keep on the Sunny Side you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on the sunny side, ooh, always on the sunny side, ooh. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Well, isn't there, isn't there a Modern Lovers documentary someplace? There should be. There should be. Yeah. I I really would love to do it. I've been kind of, I've um, put it out to him. Yeah. But I think the fact that he hasn't really given me an answer is the answer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's he's a very private person, and I you know he's he's very much about just doing the music uh-huh. and not <laughs> talking about it. You know, that's he just does it, and that's like a that's an unusual thing in this culture. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, very. Um, I I respect the hell out of him for it, uh-huh. but I wish we could do something together on it because I think it would be really cool. Um, but I I learned a ton from him, and being up there with him talking about the film and having him there doing this that song uh-huh. was just so um, full circle for me. Yeah. And I said yeah. in front of everybody, you know, it's conceivable I wouldn't be making music documentaries. Because I didn't take myself seriously in the world of music and the uh-huh. music business uh-huh. until Jonathan asked me to be in his band. Wow. So then we all both got teary. There was a lot of tears. Yeah. It was really That's great. Good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. It was awesome. Yeah. It was I mean, awesome. Especially if you're Italian. That's of course it's required. Bad. It's required. I was talking to somebody the other day about, um, I can't, I cannot look at a frame of Cinema Paradiso without crying. Oh, oh, oh my God. I, <laughs> I think I of my mother. My, did I tell you that, that, you know, it always had this tremendous effect on me all these years, right? Me too. And then about three years ago, it was on, mm-hmm. and I just thought for a second, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Google some facts about it. And it turns out that it was shot in Chefalu, where all the D'Antonis are from. <gasps> I, I thought I was going to die. Wow. Yeah. Is that where your family's from, Chefalo in Sicily? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. Matter of fact, yeah, it's just a... Uh, Beautiful old town and that... Yes, town. yeah. I have a Facebook friend mm-hmm. who lives there named Tony D'Antoni, <laughs> who is not related to me. Oh, no? Isn't that, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. He's an artist, really good artist. Wow. Bizarre, strange. Wow. Have you been there? No, never been there. Oh. Uh, it's on the coast, on the northern coast. 
So big, near big, Palermo? Big, not too far. Yeah. Big white cathedral overlooking the, yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been, uh, I've been to Palermo. I've been to the south there. Yeah. Oh, like, by I'm the from, way, speaking of Chico, California. Speaking of are Chico. Are you aware that they have a baseball team in the same league as the Portland Pickles? <laughs> I am not aware of that. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and how did you come across this piece because of information? Because I'm a Pickles fan. How can you Portland not be? Pickles. Remember, remember the Sunshine Boys. Things with a case are the funny. <laughs> Cockroach is funny. Pickle is funny. Pickle is funny. Pickle is funny. And it's the greatest thing to go to a Pickles game because everybody's laughing. Sure. Because everybody's going, "Yay, Pickles!" And yeah, you have to pickle. laugh. And they've got a seven-foot pickle. As, oh. a, a guy, a, a guy, guy in a pickle a, a guy in a pickle, yeah. A pickle mascot, of course. <laughs> So what's the name of the Chico team? Oh, I don't remember. It's not as good as Heat Pickle. or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I really, I really think it's true. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. So what else have you been working on? Um, well, the other thing I'm working on is a documentary. Um, Strangely enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't get too far away. Um, and it's, it's in its early stages, uh-huh. but um, it's a film about a friend of mine who is an artist who has worked with senior citizens all his life uh-huh. since we were we were all in our 20s yeah. <laughs> and of course guess what now, now we're one. the senior citizens yeah. um but he's a guy named david greenberger he's um got a pretty big following for a culty kind of guy uh-huh. um and he developed an early zine in the late 70s called um, duplex planet uh-huh and Duplex Planet is the kind of thing you would find at Reading Frenzy. It's yeah, a, this wonderful, yeah, yeah. Um, quirky... The late, great Reading Frenzy. Yeah, the yes. late, great Reading Frenzy. Um, quirky little zine that um, initially when he conceived of it, it was going to be interviews with the guys at this nursing home that, hmm. where he was the activities director. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, gets out of art school, doesn't have a gig. He's the activities director yeah. at a nursing home. Yeah. And um, comes to love all these guys. It was all male... Um, facility and it starts interviewing but he does the typical things you would ask you know where were you during world war ii and this kind of thing they hated it they weren't interested in talking about it boring 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 then david starts to ask questions like which do you prefer coffee or meat (laughs) or what do you think george washington's voice sounded like (laughs) and these guys some of whom are very lucid and some of them not so much yeah riff on these ideas and take off with wow. them. So the interviews are fascinating. Why not? Yeah. And he transcribes them. Mm-hmm. He gets one guy to do artwork. He gets one guy to write poetry. <laughs> he gets one guy to do record reviews. Wow. Everything from Thelonious Monk yeah. to, you know, uh, Celine Dion, you huh? know, like crazy uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. And it was so wildly popular that people like Penn Gillette from Penn & Teller, <laughs> George Carlin, the late, great George Carlin, yeah. The guys in REM, all these different people glommed onto it. Uh-huh. Some of the musicians that I alluded to started to make music around the poetry that was in the magazine. Uh-huh. David started to do stage performances of some of the transcriptions with groups like Three Leg Torso here in Portland, uh-huh. um, Los Lobos in East LA. You know, so he's taken the stuff of people's lives and made these beautiful performances and artworks out of them and he's the consummate artist himself so I thought this was a good time to sort of look at what David had done Mm -hmm. and then 
you know, he's the old people whisperer. So as yeah. we get old, yeah. it's good to talk to somebody who knows all about that. Yeah. So I'm looking to David not only as a guide for like how to help my dad, um, you know, how to think about life when people are aging, but right. like how do I think about it oh, when exactly. I'm aging? You know? Exactly, yeah. So it's kind of a cool project where it's still a really amorphous in shape, but it, I think it's going to be awesome because he's just so fascinating and huh. um, and there's so much to look at. He has incredible archives and artwork, and he's connected to all kinds of graphic artists and uh-huh. you know graphic wow. novelists rather and musicians. And have you done any shooting on it? Well, we just started to do a little, and we've got um, we've got a. I did several hours of interviews over over the holidays uh-huh. and they're just so great that I I mean I, it's going to be hard to, to bat it back and figure out how it's going to take yeah, shape but yeah. I think we will we're going to try to do something here in Portland with Three Leg Torso again great um, I wish I could have gone to, to hear them with Pepe Raphael last night oh I know I know Pepe's I've had Pepe in here he's, Pepe, he's I, awesome I love, I love Pepe I haven't seen him in a long time he's, well, he's just as good as he ever was yeah. he's doing this thing with with, um, uh, I, I, with a woman where they he he brought these two very famous singers in from mm-hmm. Argentina, I guess. Yeah. They sing in tango stuff. Yep. And so they 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 the two the, the two guys would would sing, and the other and, and and he and this woman would sing also. You know. And nice. I, I, yeah. Apparently it was it was it was really good and sold out the old church, and I was very happy wow. for him. And you know, um, I'll never forget. <laughs> When I first started at Artbeat, one of the first things I did was do a piece on Pepe, Pepe. of course. Right, right, right. And he had some gigantic show at the, at the, at the Crystal Was that the Bottle Blondes era? Of... It was before the Bottle Blondes. Oh, okay. It was, it was just after he had, he had uh, left Pink Martini uh-huh. and was striking out on his own, yeah. bang, in a big way, right? Yeah. So he had this big, big thing at the, at the Crystal. And I remember he used to, ha- he used to live in a in uh, a loft building on, on Northwest Broadway. Mm-hmm. And we went there to shoot before the show. And one of the, one of the most fun times I ever had was shooting him picking on his gown for the night. <laughs> it was so good. It was just so good. But you know, he, he, he shaved his Salvador Dali mustache off. Oh. I know. Oh. I know, I know. I was like, oh, oh I like man. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so you looking at, what, a year or two? Two? Two on these projects? On, that, on, 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 the, on, on the latest on, one. On the, on the documentary. Um, yeah, probably just because uh, I think there's a lot to, yeah. to wrap our heads around. It's, yeah. And it's also true, what's cool about what David does, of course, is, um, and this happened here where at the time, uh, PICA, Portland Institute uh-huh. for Contemporary Art, yeah. invited him out. He spent a month here, worked with senior citizens in mm-hmm. different assisted living facilities in the area. And then built the show for the time-based oh, um, yeah, yeah. festival they do every year, and that's he collaborated with Three Leg Torso then. Uh-huh. So what I'm hoping to do is to shoot something that shows that kind of collaboration: him working with seniors, yeah, him yeah. working with the musicians, yeah. shaping the show. Yeah. Um, but I also really want to spend time with him back in upstate New York, where he lives, yeah. and uh, just show how he functions as an artist, because you know, it's not. It's not pretentious, but everything he does is really art-driven and yeah. really funny. Yeah. And uh, he can't go wrong with that. No, and it's and he's just like got such a great 
mind for seeing art everywhere. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, he's the only person I know who still has an answering machine with a tape in it, <laughs> and that's because he saves all of the tapes. Wow. He archives all of his answering Jeez. machine tapes. <laughs> So that's really, like, that's one example. He also has notebooks that he's kept since he was, I think, an adolescent that are all the same size notebook, and it just jots down thoughts in them or interesting things he sees and hears. And well, he how, has how often thousands he of them. How often does he revisit these, these things? Well, not often, but, yeah. but the other day, for example, um, somebody mentioned Jonathan Demme in his passing. Yeah. And David posted something on All right, well, the computer is now uncrashed. Yes. And <laughs> we were talking about the documentary that you're working on. Oh, but And I was about to say mm -hmm. that uh, throughout the decades that I've been doing these things, mm -hmm. uh, I would interview old people. Oh, yeah. And they would always say, listen, like, they would, like, pat my hands and say, listen, don't get old. Yeah, right. And I, I didn't know what they meant. No. I know what they meant. Now we know what they mean. Now I know what they meant. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not. It's it's not fun. Talk about roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had just. I just mentioned. <laughs> love roller coaster. Love by roller the coaster. This is not a love roller coaster. No, the the no, aging thing. No. no, it's not. No, no, no. It's it's the down part. It's the down part. There's no. <laughs> We've been back to the top, <laughs> and we go all the way down, and they don't come back up. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. I hear oh, you. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time of life, and and that's kind of the other thing about doing these projects I'm doing now is like even even though they're very different from each other, mm -hmm. they're looking at things I'm thinking a great deal about at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, and one of them is just about aging in general. Yeah. With the with the documentary and with music, the musicianer, it's like looking at ambition and what we how we want to be remembered and yes. what our legacy is and yes. how what we hope to accomplish right. and it's just like a, that's where i live now that's and those are the things are we, i think of and as as we get older and older mm -hmm. how much are we able to accomplish those exactly things? yes exactly yes well we get thwarted in the midst of something and could i could i work at 20 a 20 hour day now i don't know about that no you know? Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, it's true. There, There's definitely a recalibrating going on. And I'm like, huh. Even just a couple of years ago, I was like touring oh, yeah. like mad yeah, yeah, with yeah. the film. And right. just, and I'm th I look back on that and go, I just pushed myself through that. But I'm not, uh -huh. I'm probably not going to be able to do that all no, the time. No, there was yeah. a time when I could, there was nothing I couldn't do. Absolutely. Nothing I couldn't do, nothing I wouldn't try. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I was. I remember. I, I may have told this on, on here before. I forget, but it doesn't matter. That that um, I I was uh, doing a, a piece on Bo Diddley. Yeah, love Bo. And I hadn't. I had seen um, Scorsese. It was either uh, Raging Bull or Goodfellas. But the, right. the, the, the the great tracking shot. Right. And I said, Well, I'm going to try that. And I didn't have a study camera or anything, <laughs> but I had a I had a good videographer. And, uh -huh. 
and, and, and he was opening for the Clash, and I tried this shot where we walked back out of his dressing room, and he was, you know, and he was, he, we, were ahead, we were ahead of him, right. down a long flight of stairs, through the crowd, and up to the stage, because that's what Martin Scorsese did. Why couldn't <laughs> I do that, even though I didn't have a study camp? And I'm kicking people out of the way. Get out of my shot! You know? <laughs> yeah. I was not... Uh, not do that now. No, no I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would feel that way. Sure. I would feel the same way. Right. That's, the, that's the thing. Right. I, you know, I, I, I don't think I've mellowed. That's, well, that's the, just it. And that, yeah. that's the place I'm at where I think, what the heck? Let's just go down swinging. You know, yeah. let's just keep going. Right. And we'll see what happens. Right. So right. that's kind of where I'm at. That's the mode I'm in is go down swinging. Yeah. And do new stuff until I can't do it anymore. Right. So. Or people don't want you to. Well, that, that, that may be part of the whole thing. Yeah. 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 But if, as long as I can generate it, then yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's an interesting issue. And it is. Yeah. Well, geez, good luck with these projects, especially Thank you. this musicianer. Thank that you. sounds fabulous. Yeah, well, we'll keep you posted. I, I can't think. wait to see it. Yeah, I think any of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I hope to have that that uh, film within a film thing done in it by the summer. So yeah, um, yeah. I'll let you. I'll give you a call and let you come by. It'd be really cool to see what you think. I'd love to see it. We'd love to put it up on on OMN. Ooh. Matter of fact. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because he, maybe your Kickstarter will still be going then. <laughs> okay, well, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's, we will. We may be doing more. <laughs> why not? Yeah. yeah. No reason. No reason not to. Yep. You know. That's where we live. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, it worked before, didn't it? It did. It worked all, uh, really well before. I can sense there's a shift in how it's working. So we'll see what happens. What do you mean? Um, just that you know. There are a bunch of things happening. One is um, people are more used to crowdfunding yeah. for better or, and ill. Um, the other thing is I would venture to say that a lot of people you and I know open their inbox every morning and yes. get, are inundated by yes. requests for funding from right. very worthy causes right. um, because of shifts in politics and whatnot. Yep. So I, you know, I understand that. Um, so I'm I, I'm kind of like looking at that landscape and going, okay, this yeah. is going to be a little bit more of a little battle to get where we need to go. But I've rested. I'm up for it. There you go. <laughs> and you have a hit. I think so. That's I think a so. Big difference. Yeah, people liked Finding Stream a lot. Yeah. It was a really yeah. it was a great yeah. thing. How's it feel to have a hit? Well, you know, it was really great. What you know, it was weird about it was. It took me a long time to recognize that it had been because it, it had taken so long to get there. Yeah. That when I turned around and went, wait a minute, we didn't get one bad review. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of reviews. It was your and Sally that, Field moment? It was. They liked me. <laughs> they really, really liked me. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope not. Love Sally Field, but. <laughs> no, it's okay if you say that to yourself. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you, yeah, you don't really say <laughs> yeah, it in front of a bunch right, of people. Right. No, it's probably not a good thing. In front of your husband. Yeah, you can yeah. say that. Right, that, that would be that yeah. would be fine. Oh, my husband yeah. is so tolerant. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I do Sally Field around him a lot. No, why not? Why not? That's what the, that's what they're for, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he's still chasing volcanoes. He is. He is. In fact, he's going to uh, Tacoma tomorrow to talk about Rainier, and then next week he's off to Indonesia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, talk about going down swinging. I mean, he's yeah. like one, he was the young guy for years at the U.S. Geological Survey yeah. doing volcanology. Yeah. And now he's um, one of the 
grand old men of volcanology. There you, know? you go. <laughs> well, good. Good. Yeah. It's a good thing. Oh, it's absolutely a good thing. Did I ever tell you the story that, you know, they, he and his colleagues were made the right call for this eruption in 1991 yeah. in the Philippines, mm -hmm. and that eruption is still, right now, the biggest er eruption in the last century. Yeah. Um, so everybody who saw that eruption, you know, it was like a very rare, small group of ge geologists and volcanologists and seismologists who were there that day. Yeah. And uh, it's a little kind of St. Crispin's Day kind of vibe to it, right? <laughs> yeah. We happy few who yes. were there to see the big one. Yeah. Um, and years later, uh, Andy was at some things with his, one of his colleagues, and Andy said, gee, people seem to be looking at us. <laughs> and, and his colleague said, Andy, that's because we were at Pinatubo at this eruption. <laughs> and, um, and his friend said, you know, after that eruption, after being there and working that thing, uh -huh. We're made men. <laughs> so they're the made men of volcanology. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, I was, because uh, I'm 70 now. You know? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I was talking Muggle to somebody. I was, I was talking to somebody. No, it's not that great. Believe me. <laughs> but I was talking to somebody that I respect, a younger guy in the business. And I said, you know, I was thinking about, I've been working on a, a podcast idea, and I'm not sure whether to go with video or just audio or what to do. It wasn't this podcast or something else. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, do you think I'm too old? He said, listen, man, you're the OG. <laughs> you're right. The OG, exactly. I went, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think as long as you keep at keep, keep in the yeah. game, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we have been doing... There's a great, I don't know if you know the old 97s, that band, but they, uh -huh. they have a song called I've Been Doing This Longer Than You've Been Alive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great song. And it talks about leaping off amps and having your knees give out on you and stuff like that. That's funny. <laughs> Beth, thank you so much. Hey, it's always you. wonderful to see you. You too. And just good luck with this. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Something big. Something <laughs> big. really big. There you go. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>